Hey, it's Jazzy Fresh. Joining me on the phone today is Pop and Pete from the Electric Boogaloos. He's worked with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown, to name a few. I'm going to be talking to him about hip-hop culture, how it started, and how background dancers used to dance differently in the 90s compared to how they dance now. As well, maybe I may ask him about what some of his experiences were working with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. So anyway, Pop and Pete, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. So what started this whole hip-hop culture thing anyway? Well, I mean, that, that stuff I really don't don't know because I'm not, I'm from the West Coast. Um, so uh, from what I heard, you know, that, uh, you know, Cool Herc and African Bombada, you know, they, they are the, the founding fathers, basically, of it. You know, where, um, you know, uh, from what I was told, I think Cool Herc was the one who kind of initiated this whole thing about the, the celebration of, you know, dancing in parks and closing off streets because he was from Jamaica. And that's what, you know, because the carnival feel of all that stuff was going over there. He brought to New York with the continuous play of, you know, two turntables that just had the party, you know, the party going and going and going. So, and, and... From what I, t- I think, uh, African Bombada actually coined the word hip hop because you know it was it was the, um, the the word was used with rappers you know hip hop hippity hippity hop and uh, uh, again from what I was told don't quote me but I think he was overseas and someone was interviewing him and, and said to him uh, what is this this big phenomenon that's going on in New York and all this celebration and what is it called and he just uh, hip hop. You know, from just from parts of the lyrics that that was going on. So, and you know, that's when the name was attached to the culture that was was growing and blooming. Hmm. And you know, um, and then under that, you know, everybody. I don't, I've got who it was that came up with. You know, I know I, I think it was African Bombada and a couple other people that came up with the the uh, the, the with the four. With the four elements. Yeah. Come to think of it, back then the Bronx, they probably had no idea that this culture would be a worldwide phenomenon. Some probably thought it was even a phase. And it was proven <laughs> definitely wrong. So, um, you know, and again, from being from the West Coast, we we didn't embrace the hip-hop culture until years later, you know, because we, we didn't know. We didn't know nothing about it. You know, it was just we were just doing what we were doing. And then a lot of stuff that once MTV and a lot of the the video shows start coming on, then we were introduced to this this East Coast culture that was happening, you know, there, and it started just blowing and and, and growing and growing and growing. Yeah, that's true. But what about the dancing aspect? Are they doing it justice? If you say to any hip hop enthusiast or historian or anything and to understand what hip hop is, you say, I, I, I do hip hop and they're gonna ask you what what part of hip hop. You know, the DJ, the dance, the 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 graffiti, the rapping, which part of it do you do? So when people at stu- in studios, they're taking things out of content and they say they say we teach hip hop. And if somebody just wanna be real hardcore about it and they go where where are the turntables? Where are the graffiti art? Where are all this? You gotta say, either I'm teaching hip hop dance, which is part of hip hop, then 
then that's where you got to go into specifics. You can't just you can't just broad be a hip hop and 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 say. Oh, everyone should know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's true. But what about the dancing aspect? Are they doing it justice? That's the thing for me. They're not really teaching the actual feel of it. You know, there it was. There is the social dances that was going on back in the in the day. Yeah, but not a lot of people do those old dances anymore. No, not a lot of people do do those dances in clubs anymore. Whether it be the Rock Rabbit, the Fila, the the Reebok, and all that kind of stuff that was hot and 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 those you know those dances were very popular back then but those dances also were the ones that that introduced the social uh part of dancing of hip-hop from new york but b-boying is the original hip-hop dance that's the one that of the four elements and then social hip-hop came in which is just your party dances that they were doing out of new york which is which is dope you know but there's still a a swing, a swagger, a a a groove, a way of life to hip hop dance, and it, it's not it's not boom cack one two and three and four. No one was counting in those days. You don't count hip hop, and that's why. And I often say that you know there were no counts in hip hop. But what about street dancing or break dancing? I guess it was commercially known. For me, it's. it's you know, once you put the count to anything, uh, it, it, it just becomes very choppy where where street dancers and party dancers and hip hop dancers is free flowing. It's 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 a connection with the music that we we go in and out of. Yeah. And the thing about and the thing about, you know, the way hip hop and I'm not I don't even like to say hip hop in the sense of there's two types of hip hop. There is only one original, and there's only one one way, and there's no commercial hip-hop, there's no studio hip-hop, there's none of that. So why is it that these ballerinas and jazz dancers that have their own dance schools advertise like 20 different types of hip-hop classes? It just doesn't make sense, because like you said, there's only one hip-hop culture, period. Because, because for, for one, I understand why, because uh, hip-hop sales, the name itself, sales because i know of many studios when i was coming up would never ever ever said oh we don't we're not gonna have hip-hop we don't do hip-hop we don't even do street dance in our studios and when the when the the ballet and the jazz start drying up or as uh, people coming and paying it so they can pay their rent and mortgages they had to say oh we got to bring in some we got to bring in this thing that's hot now this word hip-hop they didn't care who they got to teach it it could be a cheerleader who thought of thinking they were doing hip hop because someone told them that because they they danced off a hip hop track. Not to mention all of the contemporary dancers that dance to a hip hop track are using the moves from ballerina and jazz and don't have like the vibe and connection that street dancers have to hip hop. I know a lot of them. I know some personally that used to be jazz dancers, modern dancers, and whatever. Now, hip-hop, the name became so popular, and you can make money off it. They they changed and started calling what they do is hip-hop. And, you know, and there is no pirouettes in hip-hop. None. Like, you don't, that's, that's, that's like you taking something else and you're trying to, you know, change it, adapt it to something else. And, you know, if you're teaching a class and you say, if you understand all the dance styles that you're teaching, you should 
You shouldn't tell your students, but this, I'm gonna, this is not a hip hop move. What I'm gonna do in this choreography is put a pirouette right here, but then we're gonna go into this uh, hip hop uh, feel because, but they don't do that. They just, they just run it. They run the gambit of everything under the name hip hop. And thus it waters down the, the authenticity of what real hip hop is. And then that's why then a lot of people, you know, when all the real cats are start, you know, getting down on these people and everybody get offended. And everybody, then they, the word, they, they, I call it the cop-out. They say, no, hip-hop has changed. It evolved. No, it didn't. It, 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 it has the, 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 it's no, if it evolved, why are, we, why are we counting? Why are we doing boom, cack, and, and grabbing, and, and like we're milking cows and stuff? They're not even using the same groove. They're all uptight and stuff. You know, because hip-hop comes from the clubs. You're in the club. You had a party. You had, you had a jam. So let's talk about what it was like being a background dancer for a music video in the 90s compared to now. What's the big difference you've noticed between these two eras? You danced on feeling. It wasn't one and two and three and four and five. No, it wasn't <laughs> none of that. Being a back dancer back in the 90s was different than being a back dancer uh, of today. Back dance in the 90s, they was connected with the music and they just danced whatever uh, around the artist. The artist was just there singing. Now artists is, they want to sing and dance at the same time. So now you gotta you gotta adjust your the dancing to the artist. So now you got all this one, two, and three because the artist is singing. And if they dance like they used to in the 90s, and and a singer and an artist is singing like they used to dance, the artist could not keep up because they breathing. They couldn't breathe and seeing like they used to dance in the night. All right, just one more quick question. What was it like working with Chris Brown in his music video, Yeah, Three Times? Oh, with Chris Brown, it was um, it was no let, letting up. I mean, because he was learning not only what I was doing, and he was learning the house step, he was learning the flips on that movie, I mean, on that video. He was going back to back. And I, I told him, I said, you remind me of Michael because... Uh, this is what Michael would do. You know, when we worked on the few videos that I worked on Mike with. So for me, it was the same. Chris Brown knew more this popping thing. He was kind of a little bit more naturally adept with it. So it was more, you know, it, it read a little bit better, even though Michael did, did what he did. But it was cool, you know. I mean, working with Chris Brown was, was uh, definitely uh, one, of, one of my highlights. And even how I got the video, I didn't, because uh, I wasn't there to actually do the video. I was there to help. I had my, my, my girl group, the Lady Boogaloo, they was on, they did the video and I was just there supporting them and, and doing the step. And then that's when Chris Brown came in and said, and the choreographer asked me, you know, Chris Brown, once you do the video, would you like to do the video with him? I said, uh, yep. What about the Pop and Pete house? What was up with that? That was a totally surprise because on um, the last day of rehearsal, Chris Brown walked up to me and said, you got your own shop. And I'm, you know, I, I'm not putting the two together. Like, cause I, don't, I didn't know what, you know, where he was shooting this thing and what the set layout was. He just said, you got your own shop. And I'm going to my own shop. He said, yeah, you got your own name on your shop. And I went, right. And he said, no, really, really, really. Man, I was like blown away. Cause I've done so many, you know, videos and, and, and stuff with, with celebrities. And usually a lot of celebrities, it's, it's about themselves. And which rightfully so, it is supposed to be about them. And, you know, I'm just, in my mind, I'm just, I'm still this dancer that loves to dance. You know, I know people give me the status of legendary and, and all this, but 
I'm just a person that still loves to dance and, and try to do it on a high level. So paid that homage, and, he, and that's even when he bowed to me in rehearsals, he bowed. And I said, "You don't have to do that. Don't you know you?" I, I, he said, "No, I'm doing this because out of respect, because you are who you are, and I know I know about you. I've always known about you, so I have to bow to you, you know, because of who you are." So, what was your experience working with Michael Jackson? How I started working with Michael. Or, I got an opportunity was when I did the video Beat It. And when we were filming the, the video, music video, he would often call Sugar Pop and I to his trailer for his mother we had to dance for. And <laughs> and, he, and they would go, oh my God. And he would say, oh my, see, I told you, I told you, this, this, you know, they're incredible. But we wasn't the first person to actually teach him. It was Casper. Um, uh, it's one of my friends named Jerome Candidate that actually taught him the, the what they deemed the more with the backslide. I started introducing him to the boogaloo and all the roles and stuff, and Michael could not do it. And he, he was like, oh my God, this is hard. And I said, yeah, it was hard for me when I first saw it too, so I understand. So I worked with him maybe two times, and then I got I got a, my pink slip, which is the, thank you for your services, and we're no longer, you're no longer needed. And they brought it all the way to my home. Uh. <laughs> the carrier brought it to my home, and I was living in Compton, and knocked on the door and gave me this pink slip, and I was like, huh, <laughs> I'm fired? <laughs> cool. Well, that's all the time we have for today, Pete. No problem. Let's do what we do. And I will see you somewhere around, around you know, if I can come into Canada. All right, man. Talk to you later. I was chatting to Pop and Pete today about what it was like working with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. But mainly we spoke about how hip hop's changed from the 90s to now because people have tried to put a new image to hip hop that doesn't even exist. Anyway, I'm Jazzy Fresh, and thanks for tuning in. Peace.